Welcome back to episode 22 of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent in which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen a series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler-free where I give my overall opinion on a series and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into the quintessential quintuplets. Season 1 was released in 2019 by Studio Tezuka Productions. It has 12 episodes and comes in both sub and dub, and I watched the sub version. How I discovered this series is I saw an ad for it on Crunchyroll before I had a premium account. It looked interesting, so I added it to the old watch list. The story follows Futaro Usugi, an intelligent student who spends his days alone studying. One day he has an unpleasant encounter with Itsuki Nakano, a new transfer student. Futaro has just accepted a job paying five times the going rate to tutor a student in academic peril. The student he ends up having to tutor is of course Itsuki, but that is only the beginning of the trouble. The reason the job pays so high is Futaro is actually in charge of teaching identical quintuplets. Each of them are horrible in school and have no interest in studying. Futaro, in desperate need of the money to support his family, is determined to keep his job and have all five girls graduate. Futuro is a character who I pity, but not in a degrading way. I recognize and sympathize with his struggles. He spends all of his time studying and doesn't come from money, so he is very aware of his spending, eating low cost, and getting excited about free water. Futuro is a loner, so many of his classmates are surprised when he and Izuki end up sitting together during lunch. The quintuplets are his total opposites, they are loaded so money is no issue for them, and let's be real, if you've been taken care of your entire life, what motivation would you have to work hard or study? When Futaro is able to get the girls to join him, getting a group of girls, let alone sisters, to sit down with a range of personalities, all to pay attention, and not bicker is challenging to say the least. This is why I pity Futaro. Now on the other hand, he does get five beautiful quintuplets to all care for him, so you can take the good days with the bad. Futaro's biggest issue is he does not know how to talk to people, let alone girls. Every time he gets a little headway, he goes one step forward, two steps back by insulting or embarrassing the girls. Futaro's funniest moment was also attempting to enter the school with the ribbon on his head. I just found that so funny for some reason. So the first of the five girls we're going to be talking about is Ichika. Out of the five, she is the most outgoing. With her desire to be an actress, she of course can't be shy. I thought it was funny the way the show tried to make it seem like she was involved in porn or something shady. It was a nice try, but these are high school girls. I knew it would be something not so serious. Now before looking up the order in which the quintuplets were born, I speculated for myself and I did pretty well. I had Ichika pegged as the oldest, which is a strange thing to say seeing as they're only minutes apart. But this series did a great job having the girls act in accordance to the order in which they're born. But Ichika seems like she's 5 years older than Yotsuba. Ichika believes you should be spent on better things than studying, like romance. And before she starts taking a liking to Futuro, she is always trying to push him towards her sisters. As for a relationship with Futuro, Ichika begins to like him after they have their little snuggle fest in the alleyway. He calls her out on her fake smile and psychs her up for her audition, but he also lets her know that he will support her when she has to tell her sisters about it. Then when they're stuck in the storehouse together, I love that Futuro only listens to her when she starts talking about academics, that's just so him. And at the very least, he got to enjoy Ichika's thighs a couple times during the season. And I have to say, Ichika is a good sister putting her feelings aside for the sake of Miku, who has a bigger crush on Futuro, though in the long run this could lead to some resentment. Next up is Nino, the bold one. 
She has some attitude on her. She refuses to accept Futuro and objects to him even being allowed in their home. Nino is a savage. She drugs Futuro just to get him out of the house. And I mean, when you actually think about that, like, that's a charge, my girl. Just as Futaro begins at the very least to get all the girls in the same room, Nino destroys his efforts systematically presenting her sister's opportunities to ditch the study session. I will say for as spiteful as Nino is, Miku gave her a run for her money when they argue about inner beauty. Nino and Futaro have the awkward incident while she's in the towel in the entire mock court scene. That was really funny. But we also learn that Nino doesn't hate Futaro. She just feels her home is being invaded. She really loves her sisters and doesn't want anything to come between them. Which Futaro uses to his advantage when he's getting her email address. Nino was the most difficult to crack, but she ended up saving Futaro's job as their tutor, creatively lying to their father. And as for her relationship with Futaro, she falls in love with his old bad boy image. He used to be a real street punk, bleached hair and earrings. But this whole storyline was crazy, like who would actually continue the ruse of a fake relative to lead Nino on? Like, in what way did you think that would end well? Even though, if we're being honest, he kinda did pull it off, didn't really explode in his face like it should've. Then we have Miku, who just oozes middle child energy. Not so much that she's quiet, but she's very reserved. Though she had no chill when it came to calling the police on Futaro, when she thought he was creeping on her sister. Miku is the smartest of the five, but is still in serious danger of failing out of school. Even being the smartest, Miku still feels lesser than her sisters, which was really sad to hear her say. So I was kind of happy that Futuro and her connected early in the season and built her up a little bit. Miku is a video game enthusiast who has an unusual love for warlords that she keeps hidden. When Miku was being called out for being in love, it seemed very unlikely that it would be Futaro seeing as they just met and she thinks he's like a stalker creep who she had no issue accusing of him stealing her gym coat. But then after he studied so hard to relate to her with Japanese history, it teases he might be a person she could have a crush on. And I loved during this whole time that Miku destroyed Futaro's ego just by saying that he was all talk and not kind of as smart as he thought he was. And Miku and Futuro both have extremely unathletic runs. Watching them struggle being out of breath after their chase was such a laugh. As for a relationship between these two, it may have been a brief moment and Futuro did ruin it at the end. But when he has Miku on his back during the festival, that was super cute. He just continues to blow his chances with Miku. After she says they're friends, he announces their acquaintances. A detail I really liked is Miku and Ichika going for the same fireworks symbolizing Futuro and Ichika giving it up, which is some foreshadowing during the camping trip. Miku prefers the less flashy fireworks, just like she enjoys boring Tudor boys. I also enjoyed Miku being unable to express her feelings, takes the opportunity to do it while she's under the guise of being Ichika. That was great. And also the poor guy she turned down. Imagine how funny it would have been if Ichika actually had a big crush on this guy, and she was just super pissed that, you know, Miku rejected him. And then we have Yotsuba. And this is where my perfect run ended. I was for sure Yotsuba was the youngest of the five. She is by far the most immature and ditzy. Yotsuba can't deny help to someone in need as we see her rush off to help the basketball team when they're a player short. She has the lowest grades of all the girls, which is saying something seeing as they all do so poorly in school. But I have to say Yotsuba just seemed like the baby of the family to me. She is the most willing to learn and takes Fudoro's lessons seriously and she even tries to help him convince the other sisters to join in. With Yotsuba being the most immature, she related to Raha very well, and Yotsuba is the most optimistic, she tries very hard, so I feel bad for her when she continues to get the lowest marks. 
I will say Yotsuba shows some of the most growth and maturity as we see she has trouble saying no, but she declines the offer to join the basketball team as it will interfere with her study sessions. She is actually taking getting her grades up seriously. As for her relationship with Futuro, she gives him a lap pillow and gets super close to him and hits him with a confession, but it was just to prove that she could lie, crushing any faith that he had in women. I actually really died at that. I thought it was pretty funny. I actually like these two as friends. I didn't want the show to try and like match him with each sister. So just kind of keeping this a friendly relationship, I thought that was really smart. And then we have Itsuki. Even with each girl being given a fair shake when it comes to development and story, I feel like Itsuki was the main female character of the show. It starts with the presumption that Itsuki is the bride, but that quickly gets mixed up and stirred to where you don't know who's who. Itsuki is one of the more stubborn when it comes to accepting help from Futuro, insisting she can study and pass on her own, which crashes and burns because we clearly see her fail test after test. Itsuki is a bottomless pit, nothing wrong with a girl who likes to eat, but her sisters love teasing her that she's going to gain weight. I also found it really funny the first place Futuro looks for Itsuki is at the lodge in the dining hall. And this made her the perfect target for Raha to invite to dinner. First she's hit with the cuteness of a little sister, followed by good food. And this also makes her more open to not just kicking Futuro out to the curb. And even if Raha was there, I enjoyed their date at the arcade, and also her being the reason that Futuro was able to get all the girls to sit down and do their homework together for once, that was really funny. Nobody can say no to the little sister, not even Nino. Itsuki's voice actress Inori Minaz also did Hestia and Demachi and Rem from ReZero, both of which have been reviewed on this channel. Now this is something I wanted to bring up that has evidence that is right and wrong. So during the scene when Miku pretends to be Yotsuba, all she had to do was tie her hair in a ribbon which fooled Futaro. At this point I was like, I wonder if the girl's different color hair is only for the audience and everyone in the show actually sees them as we do in photos with the pinkish hair. Then I went and searched it and many other people had the same idea so I no longer felt like I discovered something special. Then I thought if this was true and they do all look identical with different length hair... Why was Futaro not confused in the first episode when all the different girls approached him saying their names? How was he able to distinguish who he was speaking with at this point? If they all looked the same and he had not yet discovered that they were quintuplets, wouldn't he be like super confused? He kept calling them school friends and never mentioned them all being identical when he first saw them at the lunch table. Like in what world would you not notice five identical people all sitting at one table? Then at the festival, he tells Itsuki he can't tell which girl she is because she changed her hairstyle. The show contradicts itself because he had no issue in the first episode. He kept following Itsuki around, even when she was with her sisters, and when he was running into the other sisters at different times, he was never confused then. But then when Raha meets all the girls, she says, I see four Itsukis, meaning that they're all identical. The show confused me on this if they all just dye their hair to avoid confusion, or if it's just for the audience. And maybe I'm just looking too far into it and the writers were like, no one's really going to give a shit about this. But my final conclusion is that everyone in the show sees them with the same pinkish hair. As for who the bride is, I saw a theory online that the bride is a culmination of all five girls and that's why we don't see any of the others at the ceremony. And I think that's just a convenient way to let the viewer decide who Futuro ended up with. Just like how they're all holding his hand during the campfire, like you kind of get to pick who it is. Now going through, this was kind of my thought process on who the bride was. Yotsuba, older or not, would still have that hyperactive energy, and the bride just doesn't put out those vibes. The possibility is left over for Nino. She says she wants to get her ears pierced before she has her wedding, and the bride does have earrings. 
but I feel like wedding day or not, Nino could not present that sweetness. It's just not in her personality. And Miku is the same. Like, sure, she'd be happy on her wedding day, but her shy nature would still shine through, especially being the center of attention, so I didn't think it was her either. And then Ichika would have the exact opposite issue. Her being an actress used to the spotlight, walking down the aisle would just be like cake for her. But we kind of see bashfulness from the bride, so I doubt it would be Ichika. That leads me to believe that the bride is Itsuki. Now, all of this was my own belief. I was ready to put a stamp on it. I watched this series soon after it released. And when I looked up who the bride was, it was all speculation. So before I ended the review, I was like, hey, it's been a while. Maybe there's a definite answer now to who the bride is. And oh, there is. Spoilers ahead for the manga. The bride is Yotsuba. I couldn't believe my freaking eyes. Out of all the girls, she's my last choice. It goes Miku, Ichika, Itsuki, Nino, then Yotsuba. I was so confused. The show did nothing to have them be any more than friends. Now supposedly she gets more shine in the manga. But all I'm saying is there's a season 2 coming shortly for this series. And they better have an anime ending and change the adaption. Now let's get into some nitpicks. The first day has Itsuki eating lunch and transferring into class alone. Why weren't her siblings there that day? There are 5 of them and of course they're all the same age. So more than one of them would have been transferred into Futuro's class. My next nitpick is how long are the firework displays in this town? It went on forever. And it wasn't just one at a time, like there was multiple ones shot up at once. It must have cost a fortune to do that. The next would be the log that fell in the storehouse would not have made that big of an impact or a dust up. Alright, now we're going to get into best girl waifu and harem. Every single girl had their pouty face, but Miku ruled them all. Hers was adorable. And she also beat them all out for best girl. When I was a kid, we had a huge snowstorm, and a buddy of mine had the plow driver push all the snow into his yard, and we made this gigantic fort. The lattice under his deck steps were broken, so you could go through the fort and under his deck. It was really confined and cozy, just like the little snow cave Miku finds at the lodge. I just love snow tunnels and forts, so it would be a dream come true for me to spend time with her in a snow fort. Miku is also a top class waifu, I'm putting her up there, I don't care. And both her and Ichika could be in my harem. As for quote of the series, it goes to Yotsuba. I'm so happy to see life in your dead eyes for once. That was hilarious. Alright, now we're going to get into final thoughts. The quintessential quintuplets was a cute harem story. Each character possessed a unique personality that was very well done. I'm excited to see a second season of this show, and I would recommend you watch the quintessential quintuplets. Alright, that's going to be it for this week. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.